Shalom Aleichem. In relation to Chagah Pesach and Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, I would like to begin with a story. This story is a true story, and it really happened too. The hero of the story is my brother-in-law's father. He was a, he joined the Mir Yeshiva in Shanghai. He was known as a, he was a tzaddik, he was a Talmud Chochem. And uh, when the war ended, World War II ended, a lot of people went to New York, the Mir Yeshiva went to New York. And uh, they continued learning. When they got to America, they continued learning. Some people, you know, they uh, learned Torah in their spare time. These people coming out of Shanghai were on a different level. They uh, learned regularly in their spare time. They found some spare time to have make a parnasa. They found spare time to go get married and raise a family. But basically, they were learning. And everything else was done in their spare time. In any event, uh, this Yid was uh, on his way back from his Chavusa in Williamsburg. And it was late at night. And he was approached by a number of people. Um, I don't want to go into detail of what particular denomination. Uh, we're not prejudiced against any race, creed, or color. But I don't think they were Jewish. And they, uh, in, the dark, in the middle of the night there, demanded his money. He claimed that he didn't have any money on him. And they were about to check him physically, and see if he had any money. Just then, at that moment, a police siren was heard coming into that area. So uh, the gentleman uh, took off in one direction, and he obviously ran in the opposite direction. But he did hear them take a shot at him, which obviously motivated him to get home a little quicker. When he got home, he felt something in his neck. And what he felt over there was blood. Something had pierced the skin in his neck, and it was bleeding a little bit, and he checked around, and what he found was lodged in the collar of his winter coat was a bullet. They shot a bullet. It got lodged, and it hit the collar of his winter coat and pierced his skin. But the bullet was still lodged in the winter coat. Well, this was a big nice and when he took the bullet to the police department, the police inspector looking at the bullet, at the caliber of the bullet, and he looked at him and he said, like, you know, you just had a big miracle. And, you know, thank you, sir. We can figure that out ourselves. But uh, in any event, this Yid kept that coat forever. Till his, uh, they, till his last year, he had that coat with him. He wouldn't get rid of that coat. And uh, every year, he made a Sudas Hadoya. He would invite the whole family, and he would go tell over the details about what happened to him and how he was saved. And, uh, and he also kept that coat. Now, why is it that he kept the coat for so many years? The answer is probably because he got such a big dose of imuna by uh, what happened over there. And he wanted to keep the, the, that Roshem, he wanted to keep that impression with him. And he kept his, the coat all the time just to remind him. But once a year they would get together 
to refresh the memory about everything that happened to him that night. And obviously this is similar to what we do. We have a mitzvah of Kriyashma Shachis Arvis, and in Kriyashma Shachis Arvis we have the mitzvah of to be Mazkir Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. That we do all year. Once a year we get together, and the Lela Seder, and we go ahead and uh, discuss the details and refresh our memory the details of the wonderful Nisim of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. In the time of the Beis Amikdash, everybody knows, Klal Yisrael came to Yerushalayim to offer the Korban Pesach. Everybody participated in the Korban Pesach. Korban Pesach is the only mitzvah say that carries the punishment of Kores, besides Bismillah. The only mitzvah say that carries the punishment of course. Why is Korban Pesach such a serious mitzvah? And the answer is because of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is the basis of all our emunah. Anoichi Hashem Melokecha, Asher Hotseisicha Me'eretz Mitzrayim, the first of the Aser Sadibus. Anoichi Hashem Melokecha, Asher Hotseisicha Me'eretz Mitzrayim. It does not say... Now, creating Shemayim Voritz was probably a bigger trick than Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. But nobody saw Briya Shemayim Voritz. And if you look at the, at the tour, in the beginning of Hilchasukha and other Rishayim, they say that the core of our Amuna is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, says the tour. Shehudavar shira'inu be'ineinu. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is something we saw, at least the first generations. Uvozneinu shamanu. I guess he's referring to the later generations. Ve'ein adam yochalak hisheinu. Vuhu hamoira. That shows amitas mitzias sabor yisala. You can see the rest of the tour over there in the beginning of Hilchas Sukkah. And of course, it's also good. Each person should go through the Ramban at the end of Parsha's bow before Pesach. The whole show in Mitzrayim of all the Makkis and all the Nisim was meant for us to show that the Hashgach of HaKadosh Baruch and the control of HaKadosh Baruch over everything. And the Ramban points out, and he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu lo yasa oisu moifes b'chol dor kol rasha o koifer. HaKadosh Baruch is not going to make nisim and the flows just for anybody who wants to say, oh yeah, let me see. Kaddish Baruch Hu did it once in Mitzrayim, and that's passed on from generation to generation. And that's what the mitzvah of Pesach is, to relive and to, re, re, uh, and to reinforce our Muna over here. If you would go to Italy and have a chance to see the Arch of Titus. I don't know what they call him in English. The Arch of Titus, the victory arch, Judea capta, he managed to conquer the land of Judea and destroy the Beis Amigdash. He's carrying away the Kalim from the Beis Amigdash. I think it's a chilling experience to see such a thing. History from 2,000 years ago. You can actually touch the history from 2,000 years ago 
things that you read about and things that you heard about. And there it is, a piece of that history from 2,000 years ago. That would be great if we could have something like that for Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. Some sort of tangible monument. Some sort of monument to the fact that the Jews left Mitzrayim. I don't think that the pyramids are really good enough for that. But then you could actually reconnect to the past. Tangibly reconnect to the past. And the truth is that we do have such a monument. This monument is Lel HaSeder. Not 2,000 years, but 3,000 years. Jewish people everywhere, under all kinds of circumstances, and under the, under the Soviets, and the, the, under the Span- by the Spanish, and by everywhere they went, the Jews were always connected to Lel HaSeder. In India, Chabad makes a Lel HaSeder, and Israelis, there's hundreds of Israelis come to Lela Seder in India. They come out of their, they're out of their uh, monasteries or whatever they're doing over there. And it's something, it's a monument. It's a, it's a monument that we've had for 3,000 years. This is how you can connect to the past. It's an even better, better monument than the Arch of Titus. The Arch of Titus is not permanent. It can be destroyed. I mean, let's say, uh, Putin gets upset with Italy. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen over there if, if he gets really upset. But the Lela Seder is our monument. It's a portable monument. It's a monument that we carried everywhere and all the time. And this is the monument that we can use to reinforce our Ramuna, Relive the Nisim and the flows. Talk about it. When you talk about it, you, you connect. You talk about the Nisim and the flows that the Kaddish Bochu went out to show us his power and his Ashgacha and he chose us for, for his people. Everybody should have a Chag Kasher V'Sameach.